Hey, and welcome to the Joy in the Journey podcast with Derek and Sarah Elledge. We are so glad that you're here today. And boy, do we have an episode for you today. This one is just for the men. If you're a lady listening, you can hang out with us. You might learn something when it comes to how we men relate to sexual purity. And maybe tears and trials to test our love. And I know we're going to make it because we got us. And there are things in the distance we can't always see, but there's joy in the journey for you and me. And again, welcome to the Joy in the Journey podcast with Derek and Sarah. You might say, hey, I I can't hear Sarah. Sarah is not here in the studio. Well, today is just me and you. We're going to be talking specifically to the husband or the man in your life. And uh, ladies, again, if you're listening, uh, don't go anywhere. Don't turn it off because you're going to learn something as well today, too. I will mention if there are any kids listening, this is not going to be a kid-friendly episode. So I would just ask them to uh, uh, maybe go in a different room or just listen to this episode uh, at a later time. I do want to start by saying this. Ephesians 5.3 says, But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity. If there's a single Bible verse that captures God's standard for sexual purity, then that's it. And it compels this question that I want to start this episode with today in relation to God's standard. And this is the big question that's going to set the stage for this entire podcast today. Is there even a hint of sexual impurity in your life? And so today I just wanted to dive in with the men about your sexual purity. And so, you know, God made us sexual creatures. We were given the power to know another human sexually so that we might have some some hint of what it would be like to know Christ supremely. We know that pornography imprisons your brain and sometimes your life and causes other issues in your life and pornography actually um, enslaves our brain it's actually pornography is actually the new narcotic and neurological research has revealed that the effect of internet pornography on the human brain is just as potent if not more so than addictive chemical substances such as cocaine or or heroin And this research went on to say this, to make matters worse, there are 1.9 million cocaine users and 2 million heroin users in the United States compared to, check this out, this is crazy, to 40 million, did you hear me? So there's 1.9 million cocaine, 2 million heroin, 40 million regular users of online pornography. And, and here's why the addictive power of pornography can, can be so worse. Let's, let's take cocaine, for instance. Okay, Cocaine is considered a stimulant that increases dopamine levels in the brain. Dopamine is the primary transmitter that most addictive substances release. And it, so it, it, the, the cocaine causes this high and this craving for a repetition of the high rather than a, a feeling of satisfaction by the way of endorphins. It just causes this high and I got to have it again and I got to have it again. Heroin, on the other hand, is an opiate which has a relaxing effect to it. Both drugs cr- trigger this chemical tolerance which requires higher quantities of the drug to be used each time to achieve the same intensity of the effect. Now check this out. Pornography, by both arousing the high effect via dopamine and causing an orgasm or the release effect via opiates, is a type of polydrug that triggers both types of addictive brain chemicals in one punch 
enhancing its addictive uh, behavior. Do you see now how addictive pornography is? It, it changes the actual chemical imbalance of your brain. And it actually, once you find that healing in pornography and, and you're, you're not looking at it and say maybe it's six months or a year, do you realize your brain actually reforms itself and can heal itself? But it, man, it, it literally changes the chemical imbalance in your head. That is exactly how addictive pornography is. And so you think, yeah, I can not look at it. And well, you know what? You may not look at it for a, a few weeks or a day, but it's addictive and you're going to go back to it and, until you set up some accountability, some counseling, pastoral counseling. And when you become really, when you become honest guys with your wife, again, I'm talking to the men today, ladies, you're joining in, but I just want to get that how hard it is for us men to find that sexual purity in our life. Why can't we as men even win the battle with masturbation. Oh my gosh, he said the word. Okay, we're, we're diving deep. We're getting serious today about our sexual purity as men. I want to talk about a couple of points when it comes to winning the battle with, with pornography and, and winning your sexual purity in your life as a man is winning that one step when it comes to masturbation. You know, God made sexual release the greatest form of physical pleasure there is. God created sex. God created that pleasure that we love as men. And all the men said amen, right? <laughs> During sex, chemicals, uh, which we just talked about, these endorphins rush into the excitement center of, of a man's brain. So these, these pleasures make his brain and, and, and make his body feel the absolute best. It's like this. I can be sick. Come on, man. We can, we can be sick but we would still want to have sex. We can work all day and be physically tired, but if the wife gives us one hit, hey, I'm tired, but I can, we don't say we have a headache, right? We find pleasure and we feel our absolute best when we have sex. When we're lonely, when we're angry, when we're bored, we want to feel good and sexual release makes us feel very, not very good, but very, very good, but momentarily. Uh, women, you have to realize that men love sex. God created men to be sexually stimulated visually. And this is where it comes back to um, pornography. Um, we get stimulated by looking at the naked female body. Uh, no relationship necessary. Um, men are very sexual uh, when it comes to imagery. Just about any man can view porn in secret. You know how? Right here. I'm holding up my phone if you're just listening. Um, which is what gives porn so much power to enslave because it's it's right here on our phones. I mean, all it takes is a second. I, I, I'm going to stop here before I go on in my notes is, is hey, if you're struggling with your phone, uh, if you're married, you need to give your wife full accountability with your phone. You need to give her permission to look at your phone anytime she wants, ask anything she wants when it comes to your sexual purity. You've got to be honest and open. You've got to be honest with yourself that you're going to tell the truth no matter how it hurts, and you've got to be open with her when it comes to your sexual purity. I would, I've got it on my phone, guys. I would encourage you to, to download Covenant Eyes and get you some, some allies uh, to be your accountability partner. I've got several men in my life, my wife included, who can see anything that I look at on my tablet, my iMac, my Apple iPhone. Get Covenant Eyes. I would encourage you to do that or some sort of, of accountability software for your, your phone. So, so back to why can I win the battle with masturbation or, or pornography in my life? God has designed us so we sexually glue, I'm going to use this word, glue, to whatever we are looking at when we have a sexual release. That way we should never tire of sex. That's the way God created us, that we would never tire of sex in our marriage, uh, especially with our wife, 
uh, nor lose interest when she um, loses her youthful beauty or we lose our youthful uh, handsomeness, if that's a word. Uh, but in a fallen world, which we live in, we fantasize and look at porn for sexual release. Why? Because it makes us feel good for that. Remember, at least it releases, just like cocaine and heroin, it releases these endorphins and dopamine instantly, momentarily to make us feel great. But in the end, there's there's guilt. We feel dirty. You know how it goes. We, as a as a man, if you're you're, you're having issues with pornography, this behavior addicts us slowly to porn instead of addicting us sexually to our wife, or instead of addicting us sexually to our future wife. If you're a man and you're about to get married, again, I would say, hey, look, if you've got an addiction issue in your life, you need to lay this out in your marital marital uh, marriage counseling before you get married. When a man ejaculates, his brain receives its maximum chemical reward whatever his eye focuses on when he sexual releases whether that's a person whether that's an image whether that's an object will become etched in his brain and i call it this it's it's that sex glue repeated use of porn along with masturbation glues us or or we can go spiritual here or or biblical here it binds us to desiring sexual release through porn, through fantasy. That's why we most men, they masturbate when they look at pornography. 99.9% of married men who had regularly used porn while single, they eventually returned to it after marriage. You may think, ladies, hey, my, my man's not addicted to porn. It's never been an issue. I promise you, he's lying. Because 99.9% of men have looked at porn or they're looking at porn now. Maybe you're listening now and come on, we just got to be honest with each other. Pornography is an issue. If 40 million people look at porn in the United States, that's greater than heroin and cocaine. So so let's dive down to how we can fix this issue as a man when it comes to our sexual purity, when it comes to looking at pornography or masturbating or, or just having these sexual desires in our life. My wife, Sarah, said it great in, in our last episode. It goes back to your heart, man. It goes back to the heart transformation to win the battle with lust. It's a heart issue. It begins with building a deep-rooted understanding of grace. When it came to my story, when it came to the addiction in my life and my marriage still being together today, it, it, it boils down to two words, grace and mercy. Shame is the biggest weapon in Satan's arsenal to keep men enslaved by sexual lust. How can you get behind the pulpit and preach? Oh, are pastors addicted to pornography? Absolutely. Are men who serve in the church or serve in ministry addicted to pornography? Absolutely. This is one secret that a lot of men just don't want to talk about. 99.9% of men, whether they looked at pornography when they were single, they struggle with porn. Shame convinces us that God may tolerate us and even forgive us because of Christ, but he really doesn't like us that much. If I believe that God's basic attitude towards me is disgust, I will never want to draw near to him to have my deepest need for love and intimacy met. When I was struggling with addiction, that's how I saw God. I didn't see him as a true father who was literally chasing after me, yet while I was in sin, yet while I was a sinner, God loved me. He was chasing after me. Who knew I, he knew I struggled with sin. He knew I struggled with pornography. He knew I struggled with a sexual addiction, but yet God loved me. God was chasing after me. You're addicted to this sexual addiction, but God is chasing after you. He wants you to be free. Quit listening to the enemy who wants you to think that, yeah, God is going to save you, but he really just thinks you're dirty. That is so far from the truth. 
The gospel of God's grace is the only antidote strong enough to overcome men's toxic shame over their sexual lust. Your sexual addiction is a heart issue. What does the Bible say? From the abundance of the heart, so is he. The second part of the strategy of heart transformation is to delight our hearts more and more in the Lord. When I was in my sin, when I was living in a sexual addiction, I didn't delight in the Lord's word. I mean, I did the routine of going to church and, and having devotions every once in a while, but did I really spend every, every day seeking the Lord, going after his word, spending time in prayer with my wife every morning, living an intentional life? If you have little taste for Jesus, competing pleasures are going to triumph. If you have little taste for Jesus, then your sexual addiction is going to triumph. Your porn addiction is going to triumph. Masturbation is going to triumph. Number three of transforming your heart for defeating lust is to guard and protect your hearts. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. My sexual addiction almost cost my marriage. Again, it's only by grace and mercy that I can say that Sarah and I are still together. It is only when we realize what sexual sin costs that we can hate it. There is a cost to sin. And Paul commands us in Romans 12, 9, hate what is evil. The fourth part of this heart transforming strategy to help you as a man uh, uh, find healing from your sexual addiction uh, comes from Proverbs five nineteen. May her breasts satisfy you at all times. May you be intoxicated with her love. God tells us that when it comes to sexual desire, one of the best offenses is a great offense. Man, sex is good in a marriage. When a Christian husband and wife are feasting their hearts uh, on emotional and sexual intimacy with each other, they are far less vulnerable to temptation than when there is a loss of such intimacy. I, Sarah and I have seen this with so many couples that have been married for so many years and they don't have sex. Why do you think that your marriage is struggling? I mean, we, I, Sarah and I knew a couple who had been married for years and, and, and never had sex. And now they're divorced. Sex is so important in your marriage. Fulfill each other. Satisfy each other. Be intoxicated with each other. The fifth part of this long-term heart-transforming strategy to help you overcome your, your secret sin of, of pornography or sexual addiction is stop battling this thing alone. You know, Satan is ravaging our country, dividing our country. Conquering is what is working for the enemy. Sexual sin thrives in the dark. If you are caught up in any sexual sin, one thing is certain. You can't overcome this thing on your own. If you could, you wouldn't have done it by now. You may do good for a few weeks, maybe a few months, but it's going to happen again because you're living this thing in secret. As I end today, I just want to say this. All, all men fight inner battles within our sinful nature. We could say we fight battles within our own sexual nature. Many times we lose these battles for one simple reason. We're trying to fight them by ourselves. Whether you're fighting in the streets or you're fighting in Iraq, men know this. They know that they, they're going to become a casualty if they're fighting alone. The same principle holds true when the battles are raging within our inner lives of sexual addiction. Tremendous power results from having a brother standing beside you is going to help you win this battle. There's going to be huge results. And I end with this today. You may not be able to find those close friends today, but you may be able to forge them. 
You can build a bond of brothers with a few Christian men who will encourage you, love you, and most importantly, find some men who will stand with you in your spiritual battle against sexual addiction. 